in the words of Panic at the Disco, always had high, high hopes. And this is the Fat Man Chronicles. FMC completes Chicago. This is a race <laughs> recap of the Chicago Marathon, mostly. Uh, I'm Pete. I am with my buddy Dave, and we are still two middle-aged dads just trying to figure this thing out. How you but doing, You figured man? it out, Pete. I don't know about all that. Ah, uh, I'm so happy for you. Thanks. Yeah, I mean, it's it was it was something. So, I mean, why don't we catch up with you real quick, and then I'll I'll probably take the bulk of the show. <laughs> That's right. All Pete, all the time. It's been a good week. Uh, Bray and I had a good week. Uh, lots of big things happening here. Uh, status quo for me, like I'm not going to beat around the bush. It's pretty much the same. Uh, I had a little uh, jealousy moment for about a half a second, and then I'm like, "That's pretty stupid." I'm going to celebrate the success of. Uh, my friends in your journey and I'm super excited to talk to you and hear about your day. All right. I like that. Well, this is going to be an interesting one, I think, overall. That's (laughs) awesome. That's okay. It it was way more adventurous than I had planned on or it needed to be. (laughs) So we're going to start on, we're going to start on Saturday. So I had done my runs for the week I was all good. Saturday morning, I've got to pick up Kevin and Holly Ann, my coach, Holly Ann, um, at the airport at Midway at like 8.45 or so. And then we're going to go to the expo. So I'm going to get my 30-minute shakeout run done before leaving. Okay. I am... Basically a quarter mile into that run, and I step on a rock, (laughs) twist my ankle, and go down hard on my right knee. So my left ankle and foot gets twisted, rolled, and my and I go down on my right knee. I've got the the uh, road rash picture to to share then at that point with my wife and Kevin and Hal. Now, did was, this play, did this play in slow motion as it, you're going down? Like, are you kidding me? I was, <laughs> I can't even explain to you. Like, I'm really surprised. I mean, this is whatever, seven fifteen in the morning or something. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am shocked that somebody didn't come outside. I'm surprised I didn't wake up the neighborhood. (laughs) I was so, you know, that initial shock, right? Yeah. You know, it, it, and and I'm like, oh my gosh, my ankle is, 
it's sprained. Like, you know, I mean, we've all sprained our ankle enough at this age, right? That we know what it feels like. And I'm like, great. Now this sucks, right? I've got my right knee with this road rash on it. So that's going to feel good as Mm -hmm. sweat pours down later, you know, today (laughs) or tomorrow. Uh, And my ankle is killing me and my foot, like that side of the foot, like hurt too. So I I look and I'm like, how did I just not see this? Well, it it just, it was my own fault, right? Like I'm thinking about other stuff. I'm thinking about the Mm -hmm. race. I'm not looking, I'm looking ahead and down, but it's, I'm running on the road. I'm not, yeah, not trying to be eagle eyed here. And we've had quite a bit of like utility work happening and they just don't clean up the street. They just leave the big chunky rocks out there. And that's basically what happened here. And I'm not blaming anybody. I'm not, you know, this isn't a boohoo moment, right? Like mm-hmm. I, you know, when I got up and limped home, so that, so if you see on my Strava, there's like a 0.26 or 0.27 mile run. That's uh-huh. why I, I, and I had put something in there about it. And then I took that off. Right. Um, Cause I didn't. I didn't want myself to start thinking about this as an excuse. Like if I was able to go, I was going to go. Sure. The sprain, I got home, I put ice on it, elevated it, um, took some ibuprofen right away. And after about 20 minutes, I knew, okay, this is a slight sprain. This is no big deal. Mm Mm-hmm. My knee, on the other hand, was screaming. I'm like, what is going on? But you do as you do. So From he, the road rash, not like well, a twist or a... No. <laughs> it, it, it was internal. Mm-hmm. So at that moment, I was pretty sure that I had something there. Maybe a bone mm-hmm. bruise or something, right? But I I was like, you know what? It's going to be fine. Everything's fine. Everything's sure. going to be fine. So I go and jump in the shower, get cleaned up. Um, I think by this I think by this point I had stopped swearing. So that <laughs> was good. And at, in the shower, you know, I we're going to have a book giveaway, you know, later in this episode. I was thinking a lot about the Stoics and, mm-hmm. you know, their philosophy. A lot of it is basically like things happen. You determine if it's good or bad. This wasn't good. You know, so in other words, things just are. And then you make mm-hmm. them what more or less of, you know, I didn't think it was good. But I also just kind of tried to keep it neutral. Like, hey, it'll be fine. Right. Right. So I limp around the expo a little bit. Big deal, right? So we we pick up Kevin Hall and we're all joking about my <laughs> great luck. And uh, we go to the expo and that was no problem. Driving downtown was easy. Parking mm-hmm. was easy. Finding the expo, simple. Um, the expo itself was a little disappointing. Just wasn't as vibrant and didn't have as much. I didn't feel as like I've been to expos for Chicago before when my brother Mm -hmm. ran and I loved them. Right. It was like kid in a candy store. But this was meh. 
I think some of it has to do with the world we live in now, right? Sure. A lot of people have had to change how they spend their money. I think supply chain is a big part of that. Mm -hmm. But there was some cool stuff there. You know, we picked up our bibs and got, you know, our shirts and stuff and looked around and um, Aftershocks headphones are now just shocks. I learned, I learned that they had a brand change and they've got some cool new technology. They're on like their ninth generation of Mm -hmm. bone conduction technology, uh, which is much like mine's like fourth or fifth generation. Like it's much older. Yeah. They even have sunglasses now that have the bone conduction in them that were really cool. Sounded great. Yeah. I love those. I wear those. The sunglass ones. No, no, no. Just, just a regular. Yeah. I'm like, I'm old. Shots, I have yeah. a uh, older pair. Not too old because I lose them all the time. <laughs> or I break them because I used to wear them to sleep. So yeah. I would always break one side. Oh, that's interesting. I never thought yeah. about that. Yeah. I um, I temporarily lost a pair out in Arizona when we were visiting my parents. And then mm-hmm. somebody found them. So I have two pairs now myself because of that. So I, I like them too a lot. Especially... When you're out like on a trail or something, it's it's just better mm-hmm. to have that. So anyway, uh, we just kind of walked around and, you know, the, the cool thing that we got were um, race dots. So they're magnetic mm, dots the bib to keep holders. your bid, bib on. Mm. Mm-hmm. And those are cool. So we got, so all three of us... Uh, Holly Ann, Kevin and I all got the same, like Chicago, it has a Chicago star on it, Mm, you know, mm -hmm. that red star with the blue stripe and the white background. So we got those, I should post a picture of them. They're really neat. So we, you know, got those for race day and I definitely was limping around, but not, I was trying to walk as normal as I could. Mm -hmm. Uh, And we, you know, we just were, we were all like after maybe an hour, hour 15, whatever it was, we were like, you know, I think we're done here and decided to leave on our way out. We are on the escalator and, uh, I, I have a big running crush on Kara Goucher and we saw Kara coming up the escalator. Did she announce it? Uh, she was she was there, I think, as part of the like crew that did some stuff. I, I'm not. I, I have no idea who announced. Like, I mm-hmm. I pay you no know one. Honestly, Dave, I pay zero attention to that stuff when I'm running. Like, I, I don't care, right? Yeah, I think she does the TV broadcast. Is that what she does? Yeah, I, I have think no so. idea. Um, so I, but I was like, spe- literally speechless. I yeah, yeah. couldn't talk. I was like, that's Kara Goucher. Like, that is so cool, <laughs> right? Um. And Kevin missed seeing her. He also has a has the Kevin Kara Goucher uh, crush. So anyway, uh, we head out and drop them off at their hotel. We head to our hotel, and I decide I'm going to rest up. I'm going to elevate. I'm going to take another round of ibuprofen after uh, we got some uh, lunch and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you know. So we went to Elephant and Castle, had a little bite. Uh, we were staying at the W, so mm-hmm. right on Adams uh, in the loop there. So it's a really easy walk down to uh, Grant Park there for the start. Uh, for those that are familiar but can't quite picture it, if you think about where where the Art Institute is on Michigan Avenue, that's Adams. And mm-hmm. 
you'd walk down Adams, you go right between the the lions there. So yeah, that's right there. So it's not very far away. Uh, so I knew my route to the to the race was going to be fine the next morning. And after we grabbed some things at Walgreens, that including somewhere Advil, rested <laughs> up, and decided that I was. We were all three of us. Michaela, Gretchen, and I were going to walk to dinner, which was it was over a mile. I'm going to say a mile and a quarter or so. Mm-hmm to get to dinner at Viaggio. So Viaggio is a long time staple of our diet. And this program is, we've talked about it many times <laughs> and we were meeting people there. There was eight of us total for dinner and the walk was good because it told me I could, I could move, right? Like mm-hmm. the, at that point, the ankle was more like, a little sore, more like more tight, but the knee was hurting a little bit. And I'm like, huh, that's interesting. Like did not expect it to be that like where the knee bothered me more, Mm -hmm. but I'm like, maybe it's just kind of still the shock of everything. And the body's just kind of healing. Had our dinner. It was nice. As always, we had our meatball salad, which is always our favorite thing there. Literally a meatball gravy on top of the salad. So good. <laughs> uh, most of us had pasta in one way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had some rigatoni alla vodka. It was pretty nice. And then that went, went back to the room. I mean, we were not there very, you know, hour and a half or whatever, two hours, whatever it was, Went back to the room. And I just, we actually had separate rooms, which I know was a big splurge. It was worth it though, because I needed to sleep and I didn't need the noise of, of my, my family. Plus sure. when I, when I got up at three 30 in the morning, four o'clock, you're in the not morning, bothering them. I'm not bothering them. So I had my own little small room. They had a bigger room and I went ahead and got everything like ready, right? Like just. Had I didn't I don't do flat Pete pictures I anymore. Gonna, I didn't see a flat Pete. I didn't do that. I don't really do that anymore. I <laughs> I was ready. Thought about the morning. What was great when we checked in at the W, they said we'll have coffee ready for you at four a.m. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. They said we'll have a little to go bag for you for you know like with a bagel and some peanut butter and stuff. I'm like that's great. But I'm like, you know what? I don't trust it. So uh, while we were at Walgreens, I picked up some Pop-Tarts, brown sugar, <laughs> cinnamon. And it was a good thing I did because they didn't have any food. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I just had a feeling, mm-hmm. you know, I'm like, it's a holiday weekend here. Maybe somebody doesn't show up. Yep. Yep. They'll still have the coffee. That's easy. But maybe the other stuff doesn't happen. Yeah. Good and call. And it didn't. And maybe they said it would happen at five and I misunderstood. I have no idea. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I could just tell you that when I went down, there was one other person waiting before me or waiting on coffee. A third person comes down, a fourth person, and the person at the desk tells her colleague, hey, go tell them, bring out that first pot. Like, let's get, mm-hmm. let's help these guys get moving. More ways than one. <laughs> That's what the coffee, you know, helps with. So, yep, yep. Uh, yeah, so I was kind of ready. I, I had 
laid out my clothes. So I decided to just go with my standard black running shorts. I had on uh, smart wool socks that have a little bit of cushion to them. Mm-hmm. Smart wool is the brand I've settled on. That's what I like. I'll use other stuff for small runs or shorter runs. TJM uh, has fit sock that they give out with like every race. I've got like <laughs> a ton of pairs of those. Yeah. And I use those on shorter runs and for casual. Uh, mm-hmm. But for longer runs, for sure, it's always with the smart wool. And I had the, my last remaining Fat Man Chronicles shirt. So it has the logo on the front, like really blurry because I didn't understand how it would work with the Be Better Today across the back. And uh, it's gray, silver kind of color, gray. Did you and get any comments on that on the course? I didn't. So, yeah, this is going to be an interesting part, too, when I talk about the course. Uh, and then I had on my TJ, my red TJM hat, yep. my 10 Junk Miles hat, and a belt, my fuel belt. But I had all everything ready. I got everything set up for Gretchen in the morning, like for what I wanted her to take for me, which was just extra gels. I had Morton and the Huma uh, gels, and I had the Guroctane drink just in case. She was going to bring that for when I saw her at uh, the halfway mark. And I was like ready to go, but I was like, oh, you know, I'll wait another 15 minutes. I texted with Kevin a little bit who went early because Holly Ann's faster, right? Mm-hmm. And so she was in that first wave. And he's like, you know, I would head over if I were you. I'm like, okay. So I got everything settled and I had it, I went ahead started over, had on a throwaway long sleeve, throwaway gloves, throwaway hat because it was chilly. It was mm-hmm. feels like in like the upper 30s and it was yeah. still dark at that point, right? So sure. I get there, get in line for the porta potty, takes an hour in the mm. porta potty line. Chicago Marathon, the one thing I'll say, <laughs> the the porta potty situation is ridiculous. Like if there's it's there's no rhyme or reason, it's chaos. Some people are standing in line. Some people just don't care. They walk up to a different part of a line. It, yeah. It's really, really stupid. It, it's mm-hmm. it's so easily resolved and solved to make it equitable and faster. I have no idea why you wouldn't take a half an hour, come up with a plan, and then implement it. it, it yep. it's, it's just dumb for a race that size. You have 41,600 runners. A <laughs> few of them might need a restroom. Maybe. Maybe. Right? Yeah. So maybe you want to create a system yeah. that allows people to get into them, right? Like it really standing around for an hour waiting for that was stressful for yeah. no reason whatsoever. So we get, I, I do get done. I get to the corral about three minutes before it's going to close at this mm. point. And they still don't let us in. They had to stand outside of the corral. You, so you're not in the corral. I'm right I'm like right outside of it, right? I'd like lose I'm, my and mind. that's that first layer that's outside of it. But they wouldn't let us in. I I don't know why. Again, really weird when they told us we had till seven forty five. To me, that means seven forty five, right? Like yeah. I'm there at seven forty two. Why can't we walk in? But whatever. It's cold. Everybody's crowded together. That helps. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we get into the corral and. Uh, the music is like, look, I'm old and crotchety. <laughs> so what I'll preface this with, this is not, this is not for me. Like I, I'm, 
I'm honestly at that point, my anxiety is through the roof. I'm miserable. I wow. am absolutely miserable because it is so loud and there are mm. so many people. You cannot move. Like it, I don't like that. I don't like crowds. I don't like loud music. I, yeah. I don't like loud. I don't, I don't like it. I'm old. I bet I've been old since I was young. Right. Like <laughs> this just isn't my thing. Right. Mm. So I'm like, Oh, great. And as I'm standing there, you know, I'm kind of flexing the ankle. I'm like, okay, you know, it's, it's stiffened up, you know, but it's nothing too bad. My knee, I'm like, gosh, I don't know why that's still sore, but it is what it is. This is not an excuse. We're going to go. It's in the thirties. Like feels like it's going to get into the forties. Let's, let's do this. Right. Yeah. So after a while, um, the only thing in the, well, <laughs> I'm not going to, one story is inappropriate, but the other one is good. I, <laughs> I was like standing with like a, near a couple that was bickering, like they're going to run together and they're yeah. bickering in the corral. I'm like already, this is, a, this is a train wreck waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah. right? So, you know, I, I got that entertainment going. I had my playlist queued up, which was basically finishing whatever dateline I was listening to and then launching into the uh, gang show with Shea Bay and, uh-huh. uh, and then the interview that Scott did on the, uh, oh boy, I forget what po- podcast it is. Uh, I'll look it up. But Scott was on, a, on another podcast mm-hmm. and did, uh, did an interview that was, I thought, really good overall. And I so I had those kind of queued up for two really long podcasts. I'm like, I can get through most of the race. Because at points in the race, I knew it was going to be too loud uh, to listen to. Yeah. And I didn't want to uh, have too much. Because I, I don't know. Like, I just, I didn't want to. And I didn't want anything like that I couldn't go back and listen to. Like, I'm interested in what these Mm -hmm. people have to say. So I wanted to make sure that I was ready to do that. So, yeah, I mean, I'm standing there, I'm cold, but that's all good. I'm, I'm ready to go. And, uh, you know, I, I, Hey, let's, let's hit it. So the race starts for our wave. It takes 23 minutes for the back where I'm at to get Mm -hmm. across the line. And I had, the plan was, run the first half mile, then get into my run walk. Well, it was still too crowded at the half mile. Mm-hmm. So I decide I'm going to wait for the first mile before I get into my run walk. So I ran a very controlled first mile, I felt. Now, how far are you when you get through the viaduct or under through the uh, underpass? Whatever I think you call that's that. somewhere around... I think it's pretty close to a half mile, maybe. I, you know, I'm not so even you're, sure. Once you come out of those, then they just like widen and it's even more crowded or it let up a little bit? Well, I think because I'm not running very fast, right? Mm-hmm. And the beginning of the race is always chaotic with, you know, somebody's shoe comes untied. Yeah. Then they're sprinting to catch up to their yeah. friend. They drop something. They drop something. There's <laughs> always that group of... Uh, charity runners who wants to take the picture, yeah, 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 you know, with the right background and 
Then they're sprinting to catch up to other people. It's just the beginning of races are chaotic anyway. A race this size, it's real chaotic. And remember, the the next wave is coming and they're faster than I'm trying to go at this point because (laughs) I've I already knew I was gonna be slower, but now I'm even now I'm even more slow because I'm like, I gotta make sure I can make this, right? Like every I, I guess I should put it this way. Every single step was painful on my knee. Every single step. It's most definitely a bone bruise. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it's not a... For a, the race or for the beginning where you're at now? The entire race. Okay. All right. Which I think is just kind of important to put in context, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it, even in that first mile, I'm like, okay, that's painful, but who cares? Ignore that because the weather's great right now. So run your race let's see what you can do. Right. And I felt pretty good. Mm-hmm. And I, and I felt like I was staying in control. And after that first mile, I get into my, into my run, run, walk routine. And I'm like, you know what? I feel, I feel okay. And I feel like I'm running at the right pace. And I come through the 5k and just under 41 minutes, mm-hmm. which for me is perfect. That's exactly where I want to be. I don't want to be too fast. I, I'm in a little bit of pain. I know I'm going to see Gretchen and Michaela. Uh, and I knew my brother was coming and my sister-in-law. So I'm like, I'll get to see them just past 5K. They were going to be around, I think it was past 5K. Boy, you know, it's hard for me to remember. I It's like I almost need to take notes at, at yeah, times. But I think so. About three and a half-ish miles is when I'm going to see them. So it's mm-hmm. not long after the 5K mark, right? And I remember I was like, you know, I feel pretty good other than being in some pain, but who cares? You, you deal with pain, right? It, Are you noticing it or oh, is yeah. it at this point, is it kind of going in the back? Like, you know, it's there, but it's not, you're not playing mind games with yourself yet. No, I'm not pay- playing any mind games. It's there every step, but I... It, you do kind of get used to it, right? Right. Like, that's what I mean. Yeah. Right. Are you, are you able to ignore it at this point? A 5K in. Ignore it, I don't think so, but I'm able to put it into the background. Okay. And what I kept telling myself the day before, like that on Saturday, and then really what I kept my mantra in a way was, you knew this race was going to hurt. Mm-hmm. This is just a different kind of pain. That's it. Yeah, I think that that's what I'm asking. You're putting it in the back of your mind. Yeah. Like it's not effect. You know it's there. Yep. We're just going to keep drugging. Yeah, Good. yeah, yeah. So I, I come up after that to the to my family and I see Gretchen has her pink uh Fat Man Chronicle shirt on, so it stands <laughs> out. And I see them and they're kind of like on a barricade, like on a bend almost, right? And then I see my son. Yeah, yeah. Which made I'm me a, cry when I saw the picture. It's gonna make me cry thinking about it now. So my son took the time on his fall break to drive up from central Illinois to come support me. Unfortunately, Lily, Lily couldn't make it. She had other obligations, which mm-hmm. I totally get. And I know she was thinking of me, um, but I lost it. Cause I didn't expect to see him. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know if Gretchen posted it or not and I don't care if she does. Right. Like I, I'm, I'm not too proud to say that I broke down. I cried. I did. The and, the picture that got me that Gretchen posted was your hug with him. Yeah. And it was and that 
for a father, right? That was awesome. Yeah, and I mean, he's he's almost, you know, nineteen. Mm-hmm. He'll be nineteen in November, and I, it was completely not expected. And you know, I said to him, "How am I supposed to run now?" Yeah, like I knew for the next several miles, this was going to be high emotion, right? Yeah, and and it was. I mean, I cried on and off for those next several miles, and. Shortly after that, I start to to limp a little bit. So people are seeing me and they're like, are you okay? Yeah, crying and limping. Crying like from the limping, right? Yeah. Uh, but it was great. I mean, I got to hug Daniel and Michaela and Gretchen and my brother, Joe, my sister-in-law, Sarah. And then uh, my uh, brother's friend, Greg, came out to support too. And he's just a, a tremendous guy. And... It was great. And let me tell you the other piece. Right before I saw them, I was kind of hyped up uh, because I got uh, somebody yelled, go Pete, before <laughs> I got to them. And I didn't mm-hmm. have my name on myself anywhere. Like a lot of people put their name on so people yell yeah, yeah. your name. I didn't have that. And I turn and it's Oscar Delgado, who we just talked about last uh, yeah. episode, getting a sub 24 uh, he was out there supporting people and gave me a nice shout out. So it was great to see him. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, uh, or maybe it was later that I saw him, but either way, uh, it was just great to see people, right? It's, it's just fantastic. And, uh, I'm still feeling okay. I'm limping a little bit, but I, I kind of got into a rhythm, but mm-hmm. I almost felt like I, at times I was galloping. So I had to really concentrate on my form and I, and I sped up slightly through the 8K uh, and then slowed down a little bit. And that's where it started like to bother me already uh-huh. uh, was like into the 10K. Uh, but I'm like, you know what? I'm running. I'm feeling good. And I think it's somewhere in this realm, it, it, maybe just a little bit later, um, where I kind of get into a rhythm where I'm between 13 minutes and say 13 and a half pretty consistently. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what, given the pain that I'm feeling, given what I have for a goal, which is finish, this is mm-hmm. plenty fast. Yeah. Like, I mean, you, when I looked at your splits, you were super consistent through the, yeah. the bulk of the race into your last two splits where yeah. it took a little longer. Yeah. And uh, do you think uh, um, if I remember my running of Chicago, which was 2011, there's a lot of distraction, like good distractions, the first half of the race. Well, like go there ahead. is. Yeah, there's actually. The, so they've changed the course. OK. And there was actually maybe a half a mile where there wasn't a lot of people. Other than that, there was people cheering the entire 26.2 it was yeah it was crazy and i don't know if i'm allowed to say boys town anymore i think they I, changed the name of that but I, I i don't know what it is but that i mean it's been a long time so they probably don't call it that anymore but i remember that being such a fun part of the course yeah like that, they had there's a stage and they were singing yep. and dancing yep. still doing that absolutely yeah still yeah. still uh you know showing the pride and, yeah, yeah, and 
and having fun in that kind of lake view area up, mm-hmm. up there. And it was somewhere in here that I see Denise Sorrell. So Denise is the marathon whisperer. She is a tremendous coach who does a lot with charity runners and then um, other athletes. Mm-hmm. She This was her 27th Chicago marathon and 138th marathon overall. Crazy. She's written a book, uh, Me and You and 26.2. Yep, yep. That is fantastic. I tell every first-time marathoner to read it. Uh, even veteran marathoners could read it and get something out of it. Very inspirational stuff. And seeing her was great. She took some pictures. You know, we got a picture together. And, you know, when you see people like that, I felt, you know, you feel good, right? Like, it, and Denise is a high power person, like just mm-hmm. energy, positivity. But here is where it kind of started to dawn on me. I'm like, nobody is, like, there's other run, walk people on the trail. Um, I, I'd say every time on a trail run, trail race, whoever is near your pace, you kind of start talking and you end up mm-hmm. running a little bit together. There's chatter. There's nothing. nothing. It is just a ton of people and they are so inwardly focused, <laughs> which is fine. I'm not, it's just a different atmosphere. It, mm-hmm. it helped me understand why the trail running community, and maybe it's different in other parts. Maybe it's the 10 junk miles trail running community. I don't know. That's the only ones I'm doing, right? It's just much less sterile. It's very, it's yeah. a very sterile environment. Nobody's, nobody said a word to me. Yeah. You're this not- is the first time I've ever worn a, t- uh, FMC shirt with the be better today hashtag and nobody said a word about it. Not a yeah. single person. Yeah. I was shocked. Right. And I'm a talker when not that I've done this anytime recently, but when I'm in a marathon, I love talking to people saying hello, or if a guy comes flying past me, I'll be like, Hey, I paced you as long as I could. You're on your yeah. own now. Yeah. And people look at you like you just kicked their dog. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah, I very was sterile. I, yeah. You know, because I tried to speak up a few times, right? Like just saying, hey, you know, great job, looking good, have a strong race. Like, eh. Yeah, like nothing. you get the head nod if you're lucky, <laughs> right? Yeah. I'm like, um, yeah. So in, 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 at this point, 15K-ish and 20K, I'm like, you know what? I'm all right. I feel fine. Mm-hmm. I got some pain in my knee. And then from 20K to the half marathon, 13.1 miles, it started to hurt. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ooh, <laughs> like that, that's not fun, right? Yeah. And I'm taking in my nutrition on time. I've got my Morton gels. I've got my uh, humid gels. I've got my electrolytes. I took some salt tabs, chewables and pills. Like I'm fine. And I'm like, oh, it's starting to warm up a little, but still the weather's pretty good. I'm like, I think I could do this. And, you know, I hit the halfway part, which is where I, just after the half is where I see my family again. I I see everybody. And I hit that at 2.53 and change. And I'm like, okay, I'm on this kind of 2.48 pace, 2.49 Mm -hmm. pace, or I'm sorry, 5.48, 5.49 pace. I'm like, you know what? I'm fine with that. I'll, I'll let's see if I could keep the rhythm. 
But if not, who cares, right? Like at this point, I knew I had plenty of cushion just to finish with an official time in my book, right? Like I know that they hand out medals at seven hours and 7.15. I'm not taking away anybody who got a medal that way um, Mm -hmm. with those times at all. My personal thing is I wanted to finish within the cutoff, right? Sure. Within the official cutoff. So I'm like, you know, and I, of course I'm being asked and I just said, you know what, the knee is starting to hurt, but I'm going to keep going. I think I could, I think I could do this. I'm just going to walk a little bit more. And you see it happen in the splits. I go up by about a minute into the 14s from the half uh, through 30K. And, and here you get some really fun areas. You, you kind of, you know, there's a little more elevation, I think this year too. And my mm-hmm. elevation, I'll use the air quotes, you know, in my voice, but <laughs> you know, it's, it's still nothing, but you, we crossed the, the, we crossed a lot of bridges and the changes kind of put you under some overpasses, right? So there's sl- slight up and down, which I actually helped me in a way. The downhill mm-hmm. hurt way worse on my knee than the, uh, at first. And then the uphill started to, to bother me a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So, so 30 K 18.6 miles. Yeah. People aren't converting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where you're at. Yeah. So at this point you are kind of getting towards like the Pilsen area. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Is that right? Maybe not. Shoot. I should have had the map up here. Uh, it doesn't really matter. You're, you're South at this right. point. Right. And you're heading towards Chinatown. In 22 Chinatown? 21-ish. 20, yeah. Okay. And, I, and there was a change in the route there, too, mm-hmm. uh, because of the way you're approaching. So I knew I'd see my family and then basically hit Chinatown. So it was very raucous through the – like, there's a lot of restaurants where we went through right before you get to Chinatown, too, right? So it's very loud. Some people who are very drunk already at this point. <laughs> yeah. And – there's a lot of the uh hey you're you're almost there kind yeah, of comments, the worst right right the worst and, and uh the, it was at this part where it was really crowded there that i saw uh the the one thing that was interesting or f- nobody got hurt so mm-hmm. but a spectator that's trying to dart across which <laughs> if you're listening to this for the love of everything holy, please, please, in major marathons, find a way to just stay on the, the one side of the street and do not sprint in front of runners. It is rude. It's dangerous. And you, what could happen is you run across a guy like I saw get tangled up with uh, a person who's a spectator darting across the street and they both go to the ground mm-hmm. and the runner gets up. The spectator tries to get up and the runner pushes him back down and F-bombs him and basically tells him how big of an idiot he is, right? Yeah. And, and the guy's like, well, I'm sorry. I was just trying. He's like, I know what you were doing, but you don't do that. <laughs> yeah. You know, especially 20 miles into a race. Like, what are you thinking? Right? Like, and and I have to say, the I didn't realize how many times people crossed the street <laughs> that were spectators. With babies in their arms, yeah, pushing strollers, like sauntering with a drink. I'm like, they have no idea. Wow. 
so I'm like, okay, whatever. Uh, so I know I'm coming up on 20, 20 and a half. Going to see my, uh, going to see my family. And then I know Chinatown's ahead. And I've looked forward to this iconic part of the race because of a few reasons. No wall though, up until this point. Like the proverbial. Dave, I, I, I can't, I can't hit a wall going this slow. <laughs> I, I, I mean, it's just. You can, so you did. I did. I, I, I've never hit a wall going this slow except for in the Grand Canyon where I yeah, yeah, yeah. didn't have enough to eat and drink, right? I'm taking in everything that I can on time still at this point. Uh, you know, so at this point I've taken in six gels, which I got to tell you, if I never have another gel again, it'd be too soon. <laughs> yeah. I ended up taking one more, but that was it. Like I had planned on taking eight. I just couldn't even yeah. think about stomaching it. I had kept up with electrolytes, but I'm, I'm starting, like I started to sweat and I'm like, boy, I think the temperature's going up rapidly. Mm-hmm. And it was the temperature. So any like bananas rapidly. or jelly belly beans, sport beans or anything at this point on the course? Uh, there were bananas around here. I think. Is yeah. When usually I had it's like 17, one. 18, the bananas. Yeah. yeah. That's when I had my first one. A lot of people giving out drinks. If you wanted a beer, a mm-hmm. can of uh, PBR, a <laughs> Jello shot, Fireball was oh, yeah. coming up. Somebody had Malort. I mean, there's uh, yeah. anything you wanted, right? You didn't do a Malort in Chicago Marathon? I didn't drink at all because I do not drink while I'm going. I could barely keep it together not drinking. <laughs> yeah. I, don't know, I, may, I may have had to stop for a Malort during, the, <laughs> during Chicago. Yeah, that was not not going to happen. So, uh, so you know, I I, I kind of knew like what was coming up from that perspective, and I see my family, and it was at this point where I said, "Hey, look, I, I'm just warning you now. My knee is really hurting now, really hurting. I don't know how much I'm going to have to walk a, even a little bit more, mm-hmm. and you see it in the split." Uh, and when I got to Chinatown, I was determined at this point uh, that I w- look, if I wanted to stop, I'd have stopped at five, you know, three and a half miles. And I saw my son and we could have spent the day together. Right. Right. I knew I was finishing this race and I wanted to see Chinatown from this perspective. I mm-hmm. am just, I just love Chinatown. I love the culture. I love the the history. I love the food. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's one of the more underrated parts of the city in terms of beauty because it's different kind of beauty, right? Mm-hmm. But the one thing people might recognize is the arch, right? That the arch, bright right. red, uh, very ornate arch. And now you get to run under it. So before mm-hmm. you ran by it, now you right. run under it, which was oh, that's awesome, really cool. And mm-hmm. I, you know, maybe I should stop and take a picture, but. For me, I just I, I took the snapshot in my mind, and sure. that's what that that's mine, right? Like I, I don't need, I didn't need to for me at that point. And we get under that arch, and I got to tell you, I am hungry at that point, <laughs> and the smell of the food. I just wanted somebody. I instead of somebody trying to hand me a shot or a beer, I wanted somebody to hand me a chicken foot. I was yeah. like ready. I'm like pork bun. Somebody pork somebody, bun. Somebody <laughs> like give me some dim sum up in here. 
Like <laughs> I, I was ready. Right. And it, it's, it's something that I enjoy personally. I re- I really love Asian cuisine in general, mm-hmm. uh, Chinese food in particular, like authentic uh, Chinese food is just fantastic to me. Like mm-hmm. I'm not kidding with the chicken foot. I think it's one of the most delicious parts of the bird. No, it's, I like, I, I'm a, I'm a, a big chicken foot guy. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, I'm really pumped up at that point. Right. And I decide that, uh, Look, I'm going to be limping this thing in because that, now the pain is becoming sharp. And I don't know how much running I've got left in me. You, you know, my mother's going to gonna, my mother's gonna call me now to tell you to go to the doctor. You should have stopped. <laughs> <laughs> if I thought it was structural in any way, I honestly yeah, yeah, yeah. probably would have, right? <laughs> That's going to be your first comment. Is Pete okay? He should have yeah. went to the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I decided, you know, I'm going to, I'm just going to go, but I'm not stopping. Right. And I want to just kind of soak it in, in a way. Mm-hmm. And there was a few times where I tried to run and it, the pain would be very sharp. And I, like, I almost buckled at one point. Right. Like, and I'm like, I'm not getting pulled from another damn race. Not going to happen. But if you're, if you're 23 miles in, even without knee pain and you're walking, it's hard to get that body back in movement 23 yeah. miles in. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, I, I walked too long is what I think really happened and things kind of just locked up. Right. Like right. what, if I wouldn't have walked as long as I did, maybe I could have kept a rhythm and maybe I should have. Right. I, I kind of knew where I was at at this point and I knew like, okay, you're going to beat six and a half hours. Mm-hmm. So soak it in. And here you're kind of going like up and down, uh, you know, just uh, like Halstead and stuff. And you're, this is, there's so much alcohol at this point. <laughs> it's unreal. Right. And then you kind of go through Bronzeville and you're, you're heading back up uh, Michigan. And uh, I thought maybe the TJM people would be out there, you know, cause where Scotty lives down in Bronzeville, unfortunately I didn't see them. Uh, and then I knew I'd see my family one more time and like 24 and a half ish. Um, no, oh, maybe 25 and a half ish, I think. Now, are you and, emotional at this point, too? Like, it's happening. You like any no, of that? No, I just wanted to finish. Like, mm-hmm. I was so determined to finish. And look, I took my time in several spots. Like, it's not like I saw my family, gave them a high five, and kept going, right? It's not like when I saw Denise, <laughs> we didn't stop to take a picture. It's mm-hmm. like I'm, I gave. I gave back a good five to eight minutes or whatever, enjoying myself and, and, and celebrating with, with people. And that was fine. And I'm like, Hey, I looked at my watch. I'm like, Oh, I'm good. <laughs> I got plenty of time here. I got plenty of time to make it. I'm like, but the one thing I want to do is I want to run. And by run at this point, it, it's not much faster than my walk, but I wanted to run across the finish line. Mm-hmm. And having soaked in so much of the different cultures, the race, you know, I mean, it, there you go through so many neighborhoods and each one is unique and, and its own, like Chicago really is a city that's made up of tiny like villages, right? And I know there's other places like that in the world. Chicago just has a lot of them. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, the neighbor, there's a lot of neighborhood boundaries, right. And you cross through a lot of them in this race. And I was really 
just blown away by the support of every community, right? Uh, we talked about the Asian community and in Chinatown, the Hispanic community through things like Pilsen, mm-hmm. the African American community, the Black community out and just drove supporting people. Uh, the uh, LGBTQA plus community up in the Lakeview area. It, you just, it was just everybody got along for a day. And in mm-hmm. Chicago, that means a lot. And, you know, okay, fine. Somebody ran in front of somebody, people bickered, whatever. But in general, for Chicago, people got along, right? Like there's yeah, a yeah. million plus people out there. And with the change in course, like I said, there was not a lot of dead spots. A little bit on Ashland for like a half But it's still the most spectated marathon in the country, isn't it? I have no idea. It could be. It used I mean, to I would, be. I know it used to be. Yeah. I mean, I would I, I would have no doubt it could be, right? Because it's different than something like New York going through the boroughs, like where it's very, there's a lot of population, but it's tougher, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, Boston, I know has a lot, but it, it's different. It's point to point and it's, you know, got a lot of different things. So anyway, uh, coming down Michigan, I wasn't emotional so much as almost reflecting on the race already and just what it was like. And, you know, I, at this point it's hot to me. Look, as a, as a spectator, it was perfect. When you get into the mid sixties as a runner with sun, yeah. it was hot to me at that point. Yeah. I'm sweat. Like I'm just sweat. And that, you know, I take in all the electrolytes. So it's a very salty sweat at mm-hmm. this point. Right. And I feel like I'm just covered. And, I didn't want to run the rest of the way head down and miserable. Mm-hmm. I wanted to have my head up, take the pain, get up that hill, Mount Roosevelt, right? Get up that <laughs> that couple of, you know, whatever it is. It, it's not very long, 400 meters or something. Mm-hmm. Get up that hill and turn for home. Maybe it's only 200 meters. I have no idea. And I tried to run up Roosevelt. Nope. Yeah. That was the sharpest pain I had felt all day. Said mm-hmm. I'm gonna wait to the top and then I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and get across the line. And I did. And I was I was proud of I finished in six fifteen oh five, much slower than my last marathon. In all honesty, slower than I expected this one to be mm-hmm. by twenty to thirty minutes. I think if I ne- did not go down, I might have had a better day. Uh, who knows though? Maybe not. Um, uh, I didn't want the, the, the pain to be a, an excuse. It, I, I have DNF two races within, you know, about a year of each other. I did not want that to happen again. Yeah. And the way that I looked at it was you don't necessarily ever get the race that you want, but you get the race that you need. Mm-hmm. And I needed this one to show myself that I'm tougher than I think, mm-hmm. that I'm not a quitter, mm-hmm. that this there's reasons for things. And this time it wasn't so bad that I couldn't keep going. I didn't talk about the injury a ton with people. Uh, I just went and got it done, right? So you get across, you get the medal. Uh, I, I'm not drinking a beer. I know that people look forward to that. That's just not 
not a beer drinker that much anyway. Mm-hmm. I have no desire. I wanted chocolate milk. I saw chocolate milk. I'm like, yes, <laughs> they had muscle milk. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know what it tastes like if it's been refrigerated, but I will tell you warm muscle milk is not very good. <laughs> I did not finish that. So yeah. I just drank some more water and then started walking towards the art institute to meet up with my family. And it is a long walk after you've already run all those yeah. miles. It's a very long walk through the chute of Chicago. And uh, at this point, I'm like, just get me someplace I could sit down, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's That's really what I wanted to do. I wanted to sit down. But that wasn't going to happen anytime soon. I didn't want to just sit on the steps of the art institute, but it was nice. You know, my my son was still there. Uh, my niece uh, was there uh, with uh, Gretchen da- Gretchen's dad's wife, Viviana. They they were taking the the girls, uh, our niece and Michaela, back to their place for an overnight. So Gretchen and I had the evening together. And, uh, you know, we just started walking back. The girls went on their way. And I was like, you know what? I, I got to have something to eat. There's mm-hmm. McDonald's. So let's get, <laughs> I just want a hamburger, just a plain hamburger. Yeah. I wanna, and I wanted a Coke. Like I needed that fountain Coca-Cola. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From McDonald's. And uh, so Gretchen and Daniel went in and... Lo and behold, I see through the window Denise Soriel waving. And then she went up to Gretchen and like, is that that's is that isn't that Pete's podcast? You are you Pete's wife? And yeah, I'm yeah. Just, you know, super excited. And uh, so that was cool. And I just ate the burger. I didn't even eat we they got me fries I asked for. I didn't even eat them, but I had that Coke and that burger and it like it was yeah. just enough, right? Like Yep. Half of a medium Coke and a, bur- a burger. That's what I needed to walk the rest of the way to the hotel. Daniel went on his way, went upstairs, and I rested for a while, got in the shower, and then, you know, we walked to dinner. And, you know, we went down, actually, that's not true. We went downstairs at the W and had a drink, a celebratory drink and a appetizer, mm-hmm. cauliflower, riced arancini. It was with Romesco. Really good. I didn't put on my medal. And Crutch is like, what are you doing? Like, I'm going to get your medal. Yeah. <laughs> so did you wear it? I did. Uh, after that, I did. Because uh, Kevin and Holly Ann said, yeah, they were, of course, they're, they're wearing theirs. Yeah, and I never I never got that. Maybe and, I'm just too, uh, I'm too lame. And I'm never proud enough of myself for the accomplishment. But... I never, I never got that. Or like the Disney people who walk around all day with their dopey metal, all six of them on. I, I never got that. Well, Dave, let me tell you, there's a lot of people in the Boston jacket, and that might be oh, yeah. a little much, right? Yeah. But uh, no, people wear their medals. You know that there was a lot of medals on the streets of Chicago yesterday and today. I did not wear it today. Yeah, Kevin no. Hall did, and I don't blame him. Be proud. Yeah, sure. Uh, so shout out to my coach. She's fantastic. If you're looking for a running coach, I highly recommend contacting Holly Ann or contact me and I'll get you in touch with her. She's phenomenal. And she ran really well. She ran uh, uh, a 327. Whew. 
which is awesome, unbelievable. Kevin Piard mm-hmm. with a four fifty five and change, uh, which is just tremendous. I, I knew he had it in him. Um, I thought he had even more in him, but he does partake in things like a beer on the course. Yeah. So, uh, but he enjoyed himself, and you know that an American record set at the race. American, yeah, Emily Sisson, right? Mm-hmm. Two eighteen, I think. Wait a minute, what's her name? Sisson, right? Wait, yeah. what's her first name? Jeez. Guess I should know this stuff. <laughs> yeah, Emily, I had it right. Whew. Some research would be really good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, she just crushed the American record by like 40 some odd seconds. Like, mm-hmm. really good. Uh, U.S. in the para in the para category, in the wheelchair car- category, the U.S. took five of six spots on the podiums for the men's and women. Only Marcel Hoog uh, <laughs> won on the men's side, but he's a beast. In the um, University of Illinois, the main training guy, training um, school for them for the yes. uh, para uh, what are the para marathoners, para yeah. para athletes, but yeah. like uh, Tatjana McFadden, who's yep. local to me, she's a big. Um, U of I graduate, and I yeah. think her sister goes there too. Yeah, yeah. Or just, went there. Yeah, trains there. Yeah, just phenomenal. You know, I saw. Um, you know, some other people just had some great races. So for me, kind of reflecting back, uh, I, I, I very rarely say I'll never do that again. <laughs> but I, I cannot say that I would ever do this again. Like I, I just, I, it's not enjoyable to have air horns blown in your ear. I, I'm, I'm sorry. It's just not enjoyable. Like I found nothing about this enjoyable other than the culture of Chicago and so the support you, I, of, of the fans of the cheer, the people on the sides. Uh, the, I mean, their enthusiasm, they were very, it was great. They came out and supported, but man, it's just too loud. Too many people. It's not my thing. It's just not so. My would thing. you never do that a road marathon like that? But you would do the distance at like a Badger, or you're just over the distance. You know, I can't say I'm over the marathon. It, you know, of course, I want to. I want to think that or say that, but I have not had a good marathon yet. So my guess is, I will hit that again at, at some point. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, I really like the half marathon distance. Mm-hmm. I really do. Um, and I really like trails, but I'm actually not that anxious to race again. Mm-hmm. I really am anxious to get into some other adventures and just spend time on some trails for sure. I, I mean, I'm going to be with Rob in a month yep. uh, in West Virginia, getting up yeah. and down some hills for his You'll get your hundred. trail fix. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, and I, I, you know, I'm really... I don't know. I have other plans, but Mm -hmm. I'm not saying that I won't come back to a road marathon. It just won't be a huge road marathon. Yeah, nice conversation with Rob, by the way, too. Oh, thank you. Yeah, very technical. He puts a lot of planning into his races. Yeah, yeah, it was very. (laughs) I'm I'm listening, and I'm like, I've never put this much thought into all of my races (laughs) put together. I'm like, holy crap. (laughs) Yeah, it's very different. (laughs) Yeah. so, yeah, I mean, and, and to, to round out, like, I guess the one thing I missed on Saturday and then into Sunday morning 
I was following uh, our good friend, Karen Clark, who was doing the Canal Corridor 100 mm-hmm. and going for a sub 24. And her and I are going to do a race recap. I'm pretty sure we'll get to awesome. record one. Uh, but she hit she hit her goal. So awesome. You know, when I get off and I'm I see this, right? Like that's hey, she just did this. She's, you know, cancer survivor. She's yeah, yeah. out there doing this great stuff. She's such an inspirational person to me, such an amazing person. She's helped me through this journey. Uh, she's just always there for me, always positive, mm-hmm. but realistic, right? Not Pollyanna positive, like realistic positive, <laughs> right? And it just you know, I'm going, okay, I could deal with a little knee and ankle pain. This is no big deal. Just go out there and get it done. Yeah. So uh, congratulations to her. Congratulations to anybody and everybody who ran Chicago uh, of the big city races. I can understand why people come back over and over to this one because of the crowd support. And if, you know, loud and very crowded doesn't bother you, which I would say the majority of people in this world, it doesn't bother. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. I really wish it didn't bother me. Because it is, you know, the hometown, you know, marathon. Yeah, yeah. But I want something different. That's all. I just want something sure. different and I'm ready for it. So, yeah, that's it. I mean, I'm not sure, you know, if what I didn't cover here in an hour, but. Um, no, I think you did. That's a great race recap. If anybody has questions, you know, shoot them at me. Um, happy to answer anything. Uh but yeah, that was it, man. It was it got I got past the finish line and I got the medal, which I love to you know hang on the board back over there. Mm-hmm. I guess you can't really see mine. I can see yours right in it, but it's over there. Mine's yeah, not as nice. full as yours is. Uh, I'll get there maybe someday. It's got to run Disney races. You get a medal for signing up. You get a medal for showing up. <laughs> you get a medal whether you you know if you get on the party bus or not. Ah, oh, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah. So, uh, it's pretty good. It's awesome. uh, I'm so happy for you. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thanks for all your support and for doing this. You know, we'll have to decide, you know, what's going on going forward here because FMC Run Chicago has made it to its conclusion. (laughs) So, uh, it's been a fun time. Yeah, man. I loved it. Uh, But in the meantime, dude, I'm giving away a book. A book or books? Well, I'm going to give away one. I, okay. So I'm recording at least the next several weeks. Sure, I'm sure. Giving away a book a, uh, a week uh, for the next three three weeks. So this week and then the two after that. And I got uh, you know some people who have sent me notes uh, to enter into the into the contest, if you will. Uh, and you know I put put names into a hat over here and uh, I, I will show you. It is a small Super Bowl hat uh, from when they I went to the Super Bowl in Dallas some years ago, signed by uh, some players, including Drew Pearson, number 88, looks like. So... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, kind of fun, but I, I put them on slips and put them in the hat. It's not, so in other words, if you've already sent me a note, you're in the drawing each week, unless you win, then, then you're done. Right. And if you haven't sent in like your entry, which all you got to do is send me a note and tell me kind of what something you're working on. Right. And 
or a goal you have and that's it. Like, and it could be anything. I mean, it's, we're good as long as you send me a note, right? So we're going to draw here blind. I wanted <laughs> to have my, my, uh, my kid draw it, but I'm afraid she talked for another hour. Love seeing the, uh, uh, working through all the, um, ninja stuff. Oh yeah. Yeah. Some awesome. Is that a new coach that was there today? Uh, I, you know, I'm not sure. You know what? I did, haven't really paid full attention to her mm-hmm. while she's in there just because honestly, it makes me nervous. Yeah. 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 Right. Because I, I want to encourage her, but I don't want to be that parent who's like trying to interrupt the coach and, yeah, yeah. You know, because I don't know off. what I'm doing. Yeah, right? you could you can watch her like you could see the fear yeah. and she knows what to do and she like one attempt, two attempt, and yep. then makes it and then catches. Like I there was one of the ring yeah. and one of like this board yeah. on top. It was awesome. Yeah, Very cool and the, to watch. the look on her face, like yeah, yeah, I did I'm it. Sure. Like just pure joy and surprise that she's coming overcoming these fears. Look, that's why she's in doing this Ninja Warrior stuff because she needs more fearlessness, right? Uh-huh. She's a very cautious person and I get that. She gets a lot of that from yeah, me. Yeah, and then she fell off yep. the ring yeah. and right away you see her look to see people's reactions. Yeah. Like, you know, like if the people are like, oh my God, then the tears right. come and everyone's yep. like, great job. And she's yep. like, woo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. So her, I loved it. Yeah. So, I mean, we're pretty lucky at that, that gym there in Naperville. If mm-hmm. you watch Ninja Warrior, you are going to know for sure Jesse Flex LeBrec. And she is the manager at that location mm-hmm. uh, for Ultimate Ninjas in Naperville. And her, um, I don't know if they ever got married yet or not, but at least fiance, uh, Chris DeGangi, he's a ninja veteran. Uh, they're like a ninja power couple. And, you know, so <laughs> he's over there coaching at times and uh, others too. But the, uh, her coach today was Maggie Owen. And mm-hmm. if you've never watched Maggie do an obstacle course, you want to talk about fearless. But what I loved about it is Maggie is not a tall. So like flex, I think is five, eight, you know, so, so you know, kind of a, mm-hmm. uh, a, a regular height or a little bit taller thing for a woman. Uh, whereas Maggie's shorter and younger and she's just awesome. Like yeah. Maggie is a prodigy uh, from years ago. And to have somebody that's been on the show for a couple of years, the big show, a couple of years teaching you, mm-hmm. you can see her listening. And so I want to show Michaela the videos of Maggie and showing her what, Hey, look, she's doing things like whatever the jumping spider, right. Or something yeah, yeah. that you are going, well, I'm short. Well, look, you know, we're going to work on that. Like yeah. it's shorts one, one thing, but there's other ways to do things. Right. Yep. Uh, so yeah, thanks for bringing that up. It's really kind of cool. So yeah, it's cool. I love because uh, it's kind of like you you you've heard it. Like if you've listened to the show for any amount of time, you're basically aud- audibly growing up with her, yeah. and then seeing the like the growth and having you know gone through that phase with Braden where he really wants to jump up and catch something, and then use right like here's Braden now, and here's her at that same phase and. Where's she going to be in the next seven years is pretty cool to watch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is like our own patron, uh, right? You try and read a name and I keep interrupting. I'm like, yeah. uh, Edgar, or uh, yeah. not Edgar, 
Ed Pedrosa. What's his name? <laughs> Eddie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, yeah, no, that's all good. I, I want to give away this book for sure. And then, uh, uh, but I think, like I said, get your entries in. Thanks everybody who sent them already. You will be in the drawing next week. If this is not your name drawn and we'll give away three of these books and highly recommend just kind of, you know, getting into some stoic philosophy. I think it's really an interesting discipline. Um, and I use that on purpose because the name of the book is discipline is destiny. It's <laughs> basically the art kind of like the importance of self-control, which this is an important one for me. Like uh, I sometimes lag in the self-control department mm-hmm. so that I'm really excited. I started reading it and now that the marathon's over, I'll finish it probably, you know, in a few days this week, but it's one of those that I will go back and read over and over, I'm sure. And I also ordered the first one in his series for this, uh, for, uh, virtue series, uh, for about courage. And I decided I'm just going to go ahead and go sign book for each of these four, just for my own collection. I love books. So these mm-hmm. are my little splurges at this point. So cool. Uh, so, all right. So I've drawn the name Mary Beth. So Mary Beth, I will reach out to you and you told me that you want to work, uh, on stamina endurance, which is fantastic. Uh, I guess I probably should have told people I would share that what they tell me. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> this one's pretty innocuous though, right? I mean, stamina endurance, we could all, we could all work on that. So I think, but I, I like the fact that you're thinking about it from that standpoint too. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to Mary Beth. I will reach out to you and get this shipped out uh, for you because I'm excited to get your feedback on it. And I guess that's it. So, I mean, if I've missed anything, if uh, you want to hear about something else, which I can't imagine you do, or if you have a question just privately for me, feel free always to reach out. Open book. Dave is pretty much an open book too. <laughs> feel free, free to reach out to him. And uh, we didn't get much of an update from you this week, other than status quo things. Yeah, going that's okay. Good, so. We got time to talk. It was this was your big moment, yeah. and uh, I went to talk a lot anyway today. I wanted to hear about your your awesome day. So yeah, well, we'll get a bigger update next week from you. That'll that'll work. Uh, and a big thank you to everybody for the support. I guess that I did miss that the amount of messages, posts. You know, just people reaching out via, you know, whether, whether it was Facebook or text or Facebook Messenger, um, it was pretty overwhelming. I mean, the, the fact that everybody, anybody gives a crap about what you're doing <laughs> is always amazing to me. Um, but this kind of some, you know, this kind of comes forward. Like when you do this stuff, people come forward and it, it's super humbling. So uh, much appreciated. That's all I can say. We're going to wrap it up. You've been listening to episode 163 of the Fat Man Chronicles, the Chicago Marathon Race Recap. The music is You Got Me Wrong by Safar. Share this with somebody who needs to understand that just because you might go slower than you want, that doesn't mean that you should stop. Find a goal, get out there and crush it. And in the meantime, everyone get out there and be better today. not hiding I was unsure and I was really